time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back into the Mining Stock Daily And I'm Paul Harris. This is Trevor Hall. Good morning, Paul. Welcome back. Good morning, Trevor. How's things? Good to have you once again. (laughs) Uh, Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, We're going to get hot again here in Denver. We've had a nice, cool, rainy couple days with... We needed it. Looks so. like it's going to be a What's nice it doing down there in Colombia? Oh, beautiful. Nice. All right. Well, let's uh, see if uh, it's all bright and sunny on the markets today. <laughs> gold, gold is taking a turn this morning. Uh, let's get started, everybody. Today is Tuesday, August 29th. Yesterday, gold faded in the early morning, going into and after the close of the Asian physical gold trading markets. In a shocker, the yellow metal took off like a scalded cat at the COMEX Open, running from $1,941 per ounce to a high of 1954 before getting pushed back down to 1945 into the close of COMEX paper trading before settling the afternoon Globex digital session at 1948. Mining Stock Journal noted, that the trading reflects the possibility that the price management team continues to cover its gross and net Silver short exposure. Silver undulated to sideways gold. overnight before quick takedown attempt before the New York Stock Exchange opened, right after which poor man's gold shot up from $24.10 per ounce to $24.40 before fading to settle the PM Globex session at $24.26. The Mining Stock Journal noted that the precious metals are trading like they could do a moonshot at any time. The GDX traded up 2.1%, finally showing some signs of life and outperforming the stock market by a factor of more than 2 to 1. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Arizona Sonoran Copper Company. Arizona Sonoran is focused on developing its brownfield copper project on private land in Arizona, which is a Tier 1 location. The Cactus Mine is located less than an hour's drive from the Phoenix International Airport via Highway I-10, and with a grid power and the Union Pacific Rail Line situated at the base of the project's main road. With permitted water access, a streamlined permitting framework, and infrastructure already in place, Arizona Sonoran's Cactus Mine Project is a lower-risk copper development project in the infrastructure-rich heartland of Arizona. You can learn more at ArizonaSonoran.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Orla Mining amended its existing $150 million U.S. credit facility with its syndicate of lenders with the ability to increase it to $200 million. It replaces the existing facility, which consisted of a $100 million term facility and a $50 million revolving facility. The new facility has a four-year term, extending it by two years until August 2027. The interest rate is SOFR plus a margin ranging from 2.5% to 3.75% based on the company's leverage ratio each quarter, a 25 basis point decrease compared to the previous facility. The standby fee for the unknown portion has also been lowered from 25% to 22.5% of the applicable margin, 
Orla has drawn $113.4 million under the amended credit facility with an applicable margin of 2.5% based on its leverage ratio at closing. Orla Mining trades on the TSX with OLA and on the NYSE with ORLA. West Red Lake Gold Mines reported additional drill results from its Phase 1 exploration program on its Rowan property in the Red Lake Gold District of Northwestern Ontario. Highlights included 2 metres, grading 66.66 grams per tonne gold in hole 153. The company has completed 37 holes for 11,500 metres to date of a 17,000 metre drilling campaign, which has been expanded to 25,000 metres on the back of exploration success. The company said drilling shows real potential for broader zones of high-grade gold mineralization, which could prove advantageous for any future mining scenario. Rowan already has an inferred resource of 827,000 ounces, grading 9.2 grams per tonne gold. West Red Lake believes synergies could exist between Rowan and the troubled Madsen mine. West Red Lake gold mines trades on the TSXV under WRLG and on the OTCQB under WRLGF. Lavers Gold calls it a, quote, potentially game-changing discovery, unquote, this morning with a new drill result out of its LDS project in southern Brazil. Hole 2 returned 340 meters of 1.09 grams per tonne gold beginning at 117 meters depth. It also included a 160 meter interval of 1.79 grams per tonne. The hole tested a blind target with no obvious signs of surface mineralization in an area of recessive topography across the interpreted northeast trending fault. The company has two drill rigs at the target area and will follow up on the discovery. Laver School trades on the Venture Exchange with LGC and on the OTCQB with LGCFF. Thesis Gold reported the first drill results of its 2023 drill campaign at the Dukes Ridge deposit in the Tugodon Mining District in British Columbia, which extended high-grade mineralization to a depth of more than 400 metres. Highlights included 53 metres, grading 2.12 grams per tonne gold and 105 grams per tonne silver, including 16.5 metres, grading 9.68 grams per tonne gold equivalent in hole 3. Additional drilling along slike and at depth below these results encountered visually strong mineralization and alteration with results anticipated shortly. Drilling at the Lawyers Project is confirming high-grade mineralization 200 meters beneath the base of the model Dukes Ridge pit shell as defined by the 2022 PEA by Benchmark Metals. Thesis sees an opportunity to incorporate this deep high-grade mineralization into an underground mining scenario. The primary focus of this year's drilling at Lawyers is to confirm and expand the mineral resource below the modelled open pits. Thesis Gold trades on the TSXV under TAU and on the OTCQX under BNCHD. Ascot Resources shared results from a 2023 induced polarisation or IP survey on its premier gold project in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia. These results are from 28 IP lines totaling 29 line kilometers across three grids, one near the Premier Mill targeting the western extension of the Sabakwe zone, one targeting the northern extension of the Day zone at the Big Missouri deposit, and one testing the strike and depth extent of the Dilworth deposit. 
Strong IP anomaly shows potential that the Sabakwe zone structure extends about 1,000 meters beyond the westernmost extent of surface drilling from last year. The survey also shows the day zone signature continues approximately 800 meters to the north of previous surface drill results. And the Dilworth IP shows strong chargeability anomaly to the west and below where most drilling was previously focused. The company is currently planning drill programs to test these targets as soon as they can. Ascot Resources trades on the TSX with AOT and on the OTCQX with AOTVF. Galantis Gold announced results of the third and fourth exploration holes on the Gearlock project in northwest Scotland. Hole 4 intersected 31 metres, grading 4.42 grams per tonne gold, 0.71% copper, 0.52% zinc, 69 grams per tonne cobalt, and 3.74 grams per tonne silver, including 7 metres, grading 15.5 grams per tonne gold, 0.8% copper, 1.9% zinc, 133 grams per tonne cobalt, and 6.4 grams per tonne silver. Hole 3 intersected 18 metres at 1.34 grams per tonne gold, 0.86% copper, 0.16% zinc, 82 grams per tonne cobalt, and 3.2 grams per tonne silver. Five holes have now been completed over the main deposit area for 580 metres. The company is now focused on generating additional drill targets along strike of the deposit. Galantis Gold trades on the TSXV and AIM under GAL and on the OTCQX under GALKF. All right, that's a wrap here on the morning briefing. We do we will return later today with some company interviews, so stay tuned for that. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.